0: Uh, konnichiwa. Nope, you're not. You're an American
1: now, dude. I speak Chinese.
0: Sorry, that's the only Japanese I know. I just spent a week in Japan and all I said was. <laughs> it gets in
1: your head, man.
0: Yeah, because they say it all the fucking time because mm-hmm. they're the nicest people in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back thank you thank you for having me sorry for making you
1: do it solo last week no no problem i I recorded that uh in a hotel room overlooking Niagara Falls wait what yeah what the
0: what were you doing there I
1: was in uh, I had to go to Buffalo for a my cousin's wedding
0: oh so this wasn't a cloth map adventure this no, was, no 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 although
1: was, I shot some test footage there
0: cool just to get used to the Sony A7S that I purchased yeah very good mm-hmm. yes although the choice of Danny O'Dwyer it is yes it's a good camera I, although it was also recommended by someone else to me so it's, it's definitely been passed down through. I think
1: it's a, think it's a pretty popular
0: one that's for, true yeah. um yeah it's uh, the Alpha's good It's it's. Uh, I'm getting used to shooting it towards myself a bit because we did some behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff uh, in Japan but not all that much Um, uh, so yeah it's weighty though you got one oh, of those yeah. Gorilla Pods so that mm-hmm. maybe helps a little bit it makes it even heavier <laughs> oh of course it does yeah, yeah but yeah um, how was
1: japan japan japan
0: was, J- japan. Japan was the single most amazing place i've ever been in my it's life
1: one of my favorite places
0: it reminded me of the first time i ever left ireland i was probably i think i was the first time i left was france and i think i was like 11 or 12 or something it was mm-hmm. the first time leaving the country and like that feeling of franks and like it's pre-euro right so like franks and like uh okay you no know, the, the, sh- the currency the now. currency hot dogs no okay. sorry no, wrong country um uh, and like all the you know the you know to 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 quote, uh, "Pulp Fiction," all the little differences, like you know the the tiny little things that are a little bit different. Um, and and globalization has kind of rounded that off, especially in Europe. Like there's there's quite a ubiquity in Europe now; it's not mm-hmm. that crazy. And also, I've just traveled around Europe my whole life now, so it's fine. Um, so I kind of never thought I'd feel that again. Holy shit! Yeah, like man. whoa, it was, <laughs> and it's also like you were saying before we recorded. It's also like it's the best of both worlds in terms of like it's not a very stressful place to go because it is like very modern. It's a first world country with a lot of English like help, like all the yeah. subway, all the metro stations and stuff. I think they had English. an
1: Olympics a while ago that I think <sighs> overhauled. You're their, right. That sounds about right. Their uh, foreigner usability <laughs> standards, <laughs> right. the UX on, uh, right. <laughs> on Japan has gone. Also, off. I think it's it's the num- It's the
0: safest country in the world. Yeah, we couldn't believe how like there was people like leaving their bikes unlocked outside of shops and then running in and coming out again. And yeah. like even the box, the likes, the box, sorry, the, the locks that they have on the bikes are like these tiny little things. As they go <laughs> it's around just the formality. World. So, like, they look like bike stands. Yeah. It's, it was, uh, yeah, that was the thing. Jeremy was walking around with a C100 basically at nighttime in Akihabara. And we thought like, we planned the whole thing. So we were always like within, we always had to get out wherever we were um, in terms of like taxis or stuff like that. Or we knew which way to go because the internet went, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was, we got there and it was fine. Like, it, it was fine. Nobody cared. Yeah. Like... Yeah. There's weird permits around shooting places, so we had to be a little bit careful. And we had, a, we had like a secret police officer come up to us in Akihabara one day when we were Whoa. shooting. He like walked up and, and like pulled out his wallet and showed me his badge. And went, no, and crossed his hands in front of the lens. And we were like, Whoa. no problem, buddy. We're getting the fuck out of here. And <laughs> that he happened to me once
1: the in, uh, in L.A., Oh really yeah, an undercover FBI agent was, "Oh like, my g- What? Ah, you guys can't film here. We were literally there was a it was a church across the street from a synagogue, right, so they were okay. like, mm. also, and we right don't down know the which terrorist from, you are right. <laughs> it was right down the street from the federal building, so <laughs> okay it's like the, the hot spot
0: for, something yeah, like it's that, like but, the Bermuda triangle of of, of, of explosive locations um yeah, it's I had it happen in London once in a, in a in a train station. I think it was in Waterloo. I had a police officer come up and say, "You can't shoot here as well, uh, or film here." I should use that word. Um, yeah, cool. I'm always worried I'm going to say to a police officer, i was just shooting here for a few we minutes." People, the, you know, just like, whoops. Uh, but it was amazing. I brought home a lot of candies. You can have some if you want. Ooh, wow. I, I brought home a uh, to- uh-huh. Tokyo banana roar. <sighs> Wait, which, roar? What is it? It looks like a tiger. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh oh they're striped. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got some of those wasabi Kit Kats.
1: Wow. They taste I don't all right. know that I've had wasabi versions. They're not.
0: They're not spicy. They're just. They taste delicious in huh. fact. All they right. just taste like white chocolate. Great. Um. And a bunch of other stuff. Um. I also got there's a bag over there in the corner that's got a Famicom and a ve- like every version of Final Fantasy on there. On oh the, on man. The, the you went nuts didn't you? Yeah. Art books. every, We need a B roll because <laughs> we're, we're shooting a documentary. Uh-huh, of Final yeah, Fantasy 40. Keep telling 14. yourself that. <laughs> exactly right hey man i can write it off <laughs> yeah if i say it's for b-roll <laughs> um yeah so it was fun fun trip real fun i also watched i also watched the chinese grand prix at the wonderful hour of three in the afternoon oh that sounds great which is a very unique experience for the chinese grand prix because no it seems no matter where you are in the world or unless you're in i guess our friends down under they're basically fine as well um but for those of us in Europe and certainly in North America, this one's a real humdinger when it comes to start time. Mm-hmm. What time was it here? Was it on? Did you watched it afterwards, did you? Did you uh, I did. Yeah, it was, it was like no, it was like eleven okay. p.m. I think. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't you're that right. Bad? No, not terrible. And in Europe, it was like six. It's like five or six in the morning. Okay. It's pretty. It's pretty rough there. I mean, you have to stay up late here, but mm-hmm. then it's also on the Saturday. Is that right? Because it's yes. Because it's the so day before. Bad. Yeah, that was weird. Flying on a Sunday morning and arriving on a Sunday morning was like (laughs) a little bit. I had breakfast twice. It was great. Oh, great!
1: All day breakfast. Yeah. Well, Danny. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Um, Let's go. (laughs) A lot of Sumi as well. What's that? Sumi uh, Excuse me. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this is ah, very rude. You were there for like how long? Were you there?
1: Six days, okay.
0: I think, including time travel. Seven, maybe including <laughs> so, no. time travel.
1: Yeah. My brother went on a school trip one time uh, to to Fiji and oh, cool. crossed the international dateline, And yeah. someone on his flight uh, missed their birthday. <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Remember that whole island did it one day. Oh yeah! There was an
0: island on the Dateline that went. Oh fuck this! We we work right. with Japan more. They just like, it didn't more.
1: have a December second. Yeah, it or never
0: happened. It's dark. Wow! Everyone forgot. They everyone woke up the next day and was like, "What happened?"
1: Welcome to Shift F One, a podcast about <laughs> speedy race cars. Hi, I'm Danny Widawir. I'm Drew Scanlon. Uh, the Chinese phrase at the beginning, however, oh sorry, I, I yeah, should twenty minutes ago, out, yeah, um, was uh, what is your name? In oh, Chinese!
0: What is my? Uh, uh, we are a Sanam
1: It's good answer. <laughs> Thank you. There appeared to be some confusion about. Uh, who, what people's names were during the race, oh God, uh, which yes. we'll get to. <laughs> um, about that. But we were in China this week, so uh, we're going to run down the race real quick, like because cool.
0: we got another race to talk about. We do. This
1: weekend is Bahrain.
0: It is, and I've also got someone, uh, a driver, to talk about as well. Oh, yeah, a very, a, a, perhaps the most successful driver in the history of F one. You have to keep listening to find out who that is. Mm. Mm. Yes. Did you watch qualifying? I did not. Mm. I watched the race in the uh, terminal at Haneda Airport, oh. which had fucking amazing Wi-Fi. Wow. <laughs> it was like world-class Wi-Fi. <laughs> Great. Uh, so all I caught was the race, so I didn't see any of okay. the rest of
1: uh, it. Well, uh, Giovanazzi, who was in mm. for Pascal Wehrlein, who's still recovering from his uh, crash in the race of champions, yes. um, screwed up at the end of qualifying and mm. crashed into a wall. Oh, I did see uh, that. S- s- um,
0: that AstroTurf man on there.
1: Scuppering ankles. is that? Is that a? Is that a Britishism? Sure, yeah. S- you scupper, you scupper someone's lap. Yeah. Scuppering. He scuppered a few laps. Isn't
0: scuppering when you like destroy a ship? That's no, scuttling. Scuttling. It's scuttling. Yeah. Sorry, we
1: could, you did that too. Yeah. <laughs> so Grojan and yeah. um, Palmer, they had to. Abandoned ship uh, did their lives. Well, so Grosjean uh, caught a penalty. Yeah, and
0: he was upshifting in the double yellow. I heard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he posted uh, to Twitter telemetry from that lap, showing right. that he, according to his team, uh, did indeed slow down. He says, Christ. apparently I made no effort to slow down and didn't abandon the lap. Data shows a different point of view. By the way, it didn't even open my DRS. So <laughs> uh, okay. stewards say he didn't slow down for the crash. Uh, Roman Grosjean says that he did. Uh, but anyway, he got um, uh, penalized.
0: All right. Regardless. Uh, that crash I saw, that was... Uh- I feel bad for him because like, a lot of people get wobbly out on that AstroTurf on the exit yeah, of Turn Yeah, I actually did earlier. You're right, yeah. Um, and he's not the first person to crash there either. Uh, so that sucks. I feel bad yeah. for him. Yeah. The, the, it's a, a Chinese straight It's got two parts. It's got that little bit there and it's got the little bit where the where the water um, drips are. If it rains off of... Where it goes from dry to wet, where those those, you know... It's like a media box or something that crosses mm-hmm. over the the two spots there. It's weird. That straight always just like throws people off a little bit.
1: Yeah, and that astroturf that'll get you. Yeah, driving on ice. Mm. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, also in qualifying, Verstappen had a, an engine misfire and couldn't get out of Q so one. Oh. He starts in the back.
0: I was wondering the why field. that was. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, but let's talk about the the race start here. Uh, it's wet on the track, so mm. people were debating starting on inters uh, or slicks right it's drying there's no more rain yeah. slated to come so they did a, a couple of um, siding laps i guess yeah um and a few of them like hamilton uh ricardo switched on to slicks just to see how it would be yeah but then they came in and switched back onto enters so
0: did, was it ricardo who spun no somebody spun I heard. Um, I never saw it, but they were saying. I don't think anyone. Saw, I don't think anyone saw it, but I. I heard on one of the laps around that somebody had actually oh, gone I can't off. Can't remember who it was. Was Massa? I don't know. Um A Raikkonen. It wasn't one of the front. I don't no, know. It,
1: it, it didn't. It didn't. I think everyone made it back right. to their spots at right. least. Um, but uh, everyone did start on inters except for Carlos Sainz. Yeah, he went who for decided to Roll the dice. For Why not? Those slick tires, which slick, it always,
0: it. it I embr- guess, yeah, it sounds wet. Yeah,
1: but they're not wet tires. They are. The track is slick when you're driving them. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he yeah, he decided to uh, take a gamble and start on the non-rain tires yeah. to see if he could um, make up some time. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Not um, great. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> not great. Not great. Almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Weather was actually <laughs> terrible throughout yeah. practice. Like they had to oh, right. um, cancel a couple or more cra- uh, practice sessions. They um, red flagged them,
0: or they just, did they start just didn't start
1: them. Didn't have them oh, really? at all, so they had to do the thing where <laughs> oh, there's all these fans here. We got to keep them happy somehow. So they signed a lot of autographs. And oh. Devin Double Oh Seven on Twitter actually got in touch and posted uh, um, a picture of Massa and oh, who was it? Massa and. Um, uh, Verstappen playing ping pong. Oh, really? For the crowd? Hey, yeah,
0: man. It's drying off for ping pong. Yeah. Uh,
1: apparently, the one of the problems was that um,
0: clouds were full of water.
1: The well, there's that, but also the uh, um, yes, it was Massa and Verstappen. The medical helicopter could not uh, fly right, and get yeah. to the hospital, so that very was important,
0: reason. very important, as we know from Jules Bianchi. That's that Yes, that's a, an important element of it that they Certainly can do is. that.
1: Uh, okay, so, um, that is all I have for the pre-race. Cool. Want do lights like out? Uh, yeah. Let's get to the start, Danny. Sure. Let's, well, first, let's go down the grid here. Oh, Hamilton yes. on pole. Surprise. Yet again, mm. uh, Sebastian Fiddle coming in second, followed by Botas, Raikkonen, Ricciardo in Got fifth.
0: It. It's a lot, it's beer. Uh,
1: Massa up to sixth, Holkenberg in seventh, Perez ninth, Fiat tenth, and Stroll, the Canadian rookie in tenth. Place. Let's work. Uh Sines is eleventh, followed by Magnuson, Alonzo, Erickson uh Vandorn Verstappen down in sixteenth place. Mm. Esteban Okan behind him. Uh Giovanazzi who got a five-place grid penalty for his uh, gearbox. Giovinazzi. Antonio Giovinazzi. And Grosjean and Palmer bringing up the rear. They got right. five-place grid spot
0: penalties for that uh, yellow flag mm. infringement. So nothing too crazy up top. Nice bit of mixing, I guess. But uh, the one sort of interesting thing I saw or thought was uh, watching Verstappen in the rain sitting in 16th. That seemed like, yes. that seemed like fun. Yeah. Uh, how I mean, much fun it was going to be it was kind of like up for, you know, you couldn't. You knew he was going to get a couple of overtakes in. Uh, yeah. On his early laps, we've
1: but. seen how he does. He like in the um, Brazilian Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, that dude, likes he can find that find that edge in a way that like so many of the greats can. You know, just like keep, get that little bit of grip where where no one else is is doing it. You know, push a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Speaking uh, of uh,
0: advantageous uh, positioning, Sebastian yeah. Fettel. What the fuck, <laughs> Jesus! Grid boxes are like implied now, or, or? I,
1: so. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he lines up angled um quite drastically uh inward toward hamilton
0: yeah so he's in the he's he's up to the box line see there is like hardly any wiggle room when it comes to if you're on the line or not you really need to be there like they spend a lot of time practicing that but he was basically like to the side of the box like closer to hamilton basically
1: yeah his his left tire was outside of the Leftmost hash
0: line, right, like a lot, yeah, like almost a like half a car's length over, yeah. It was- um,
1: after the race, actually, uh, Christian Horner uh, <laughs> wants a little more clarity on this he right. says uh it's obvious what he was trying to do uh to get toward the drier part of the track which you can understand but it would be good to have clarity on does the driver have to start in his grid box or not is it a, <laughs> just a line or is it a box <laughs> he got no advantage from it, as we will uh, see but uh it would be good to have clarity apparently the f1 sporting regulations this is from motorsport.com yeah. do not actually state that a driver must form up exactly within the white lines That's of their so grid box funny. only that they quote uh, they will stop within their respective grid positions after the formation lap.
0: Right, isn't that weird? So that's a little loophole there, I guess.
1: Why? Why even? Why Amazing. even have them?
0: Amazing. Cause, anyway, because people like Sebastian Vettel, yes, always pushing their limits. Uh, should we start the race? Uh, yes, indeed. All right, Hamilton out in front. Good start. He does. Uh, so did Vettel, actually. Yeah. In fact, pretty much everyone did, except for Kimi Räikkönen, I would say. Mm. Uh, so Ricardo gets past him pretty quickly. Um... And then there's, a, there's an incident there where Vettel also sort of pushes past Bottas and almost like, almost knocks, pushes him out. Yeah, so Bottas tries to take him on the outside mm. of that long first right hander. Yeah. Um, okay. But can't make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Sainz goes off immediately. Uh, he basically has no grip at all. Uh, yeah. Breaking he, into the first corner, he goes straight to the runoff. He started what 11th and like spun his tires, right. and everyone just zipped around him and then, yeah, skidded uh, off. On so the first did, turn. did you see the extended replay of what happened there? No. So it's fascinating. It's like some. They should put Benny Hill music over it. <laughs> so he we went wide there on turn one, then he came back on and spun on turn two. <laughs> <laughs> ended up on the left inside of turn two, and while trying to drive out of the grass, which is like he spun and now gone to the grass, he crashed into the barrier. Really? Yeah, he hit the fucking barrier, like trying to get back onto the track. He just had no grip at all. Wow! So he I didn't actually, know that. Yeah, so he actually sm- he hit the front of his car. He was lucky; it was at low speed, so it just sort kind of like cr- like shunted him back onto it. Huh. Um, yeah, so it's like that whole like 15 seconds is him just like... like <laughs> bumper boats. It's like when you play f- F1 for the first time in six months, you know? <laughs> right. and it's like, fuck, you I don't turn know. Turn on the assists off. <laughs> exactly. That's what he was... Like, if anyone else was playing, they just hit start and reset. Um, Lance Stroll went off into the gravel, so it turned out that Perez had clipped him,
1: I guess. Yeah, he um, Perez came in on the inside um, after the fact. Stroll maintains that the corner was his this quote from f1 fanatic quote i was in front knew the corner was mine and had to turn in eventually uh perez says quote i recovered some places during lap one but then there was there was contact with stroll in turn (laughs) 10 uh which gave me a puncture i don't think he saw me on the inside because he didn't give me any
0: room right Uh, Uh, he gave him his this was like racing incident 101 perez like did not have the position he wasn't ahead by any means he did have a really good drive out of that corner um, and he was hoping it's that th- it's that thing. It's like Stroll doesn't need to give him the space. He's also like it's the first lap. There's a lot going on. They're looking all over the place. They're trying to make sure that, you know, the tires are at the worst possible temperature for the track. The tracks not even rubbered in all that sort of stuff. There's a lot going on. So, like, there's a chance that he probably didn't see him coming up the inside Um but also, he didn't he didn't need to leave him past. So yeah. it was it, it's a risk that Perez took. It didn't work out. Anyway. Yeah, it was a good a good, was. good non-call by the stewards, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. Also, the other non-call was that Vettel was under investigation for being in the wrong place in the grid uh, immediately. But right. I think it was like three or four laps later. they were Yeah, like,
1: noted. Out of position <laughs> on grid. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so virtual safety car came on. Yeah. Um, this was for stroll because he was stroll. basically stuck in the gravel somewhere that was a little bit dodgy. Yeah,
1: and um, that was, what, lap two that the the yes. virtual safety car came yeah, out? Yeah,
0: almost immediately after Havelin crossed the line.
1: Yeah, uh, by the way, at, at the line, it's Hamilton first, followed by Fettel, Botas, Ricardo, who made up a place on yeah. Raikkonen, um, doing the same sort of around the outside hmm. turn on turn one. Uh, also, Alonso and Verstappen have each passed three or four cars by right. the first corner. <laughs> so it's Raikkonen in fifth. Followed by Kafiat, who made up three spots. Uh, Verstappen, who is in seventh right, at the end ready. of lap one, Jeez. who's made up nine places. Right. Uh, two of uh, which
0: were cars who had... Cru- well, three of which were cars who crashed out. True.
1: Uh, Alonso in eighth, who's made up five. Right. Uh, Massa in ninth and Perez in tenth with that puncture, but... Man, did you see the onboard from Verstappen's first Verstappen? For no,
0: people kept telling me about oh, it. I haven't seen it yet.
1: I will link it. Uh, it's on the official F one right. channel on YouTube. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It looks like Brazil. He's just he's just passing people left and right. <laughs> the uh, the NBC Sports Network commentators were saying he just he doesn't think he just does right. Like he doesn't even you can see no hesitation. He's he's almost like. In the flow or something? Yeah, he's just <laughs> following it. It's like he's like He doesn't even make decisions. He's just doing it. It's, it's amazing. It's crazy. But yeah, Virtual
0: Safety Car Lap 2. Yeah, did you have the explanation for what that was on your screen? I found that quite not. What? So when the VSC started, they actually had like a little box pop up in the bottom right corner on the FIA feed hmm. saying, this is what the Virtual Safety Car is, basically.
1: Oh, telling you Yeah,
0: like if you don't know how it works, yeah, okay. It it was up there for a good ten seconds. It was it was it was like a pretty good rundown of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So this is I thought that was cool. Yeah, do you want to explain it real quick? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Virtual safety car, basically, the safety car was introduced, you know, whatever, I don't know how long ago now, like 20 years maybe, Um, um, into F1 anyway, uh, as a way of, of slowing down cars uh, when there is a, uh, something happening on the track that they should not crash into, be it a barrier that's broken or a car that's stuck somewhere. Or, or if dudes have to come out on the track and clear it. Yeah, any, anything that means that they shouldn't be at race speed. Um. Obviously, to cycle a car into the grid and to do all that takes a lot of time. Uh, so sometimes, when there is incidents that happen that aren't as don't require as much time, they basically just say pretend as a safety car, which essentially means that they don't they have to keep a certain speed delta basically. To, to yeah, it's it, the way they do it is kind of a little complicated, but essentially they're asking everyone to slow down. Yeah, yeah everyone no immediately as soon
1: as that yeah. like it, it'll show up uh, at. at- um, places around the track yeah. like a little sign will flash vsc but it'll, mm. i think it'll also show on their dashboard it does yeah, yeah. so wherever I I you are on track it it's time for you to slow down mm. um it's this like immediate um uh, ability to slow the entire field uh down to a safe yeah uh, level and was um, introduced in the wake of jules bianchi's crash yes.
0: um, because uh, yeah it, it's just, it's supposed to take the the, the place of wave double yellows track wide, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a more formal way of doing it. Full course yellow. Yeah. Uh,
1: after the virtual safety car comes out, tons of people pit. Yeah. Um, except Hamilton, Botas, Ricardo, Raikkonen, uh, uh, Verstappen. Um so Fettle's is the only one from the top five who who does pit and goes on to soft tires Ooh, from his intermediates. So soft. So soft. Um VSC comes off, the virtual safety car comes off on lap three. And Hamilton's got a big lead on Botas, who's being hounded by Ricardo. Mm. Um and then uh lap four. Safety car comes back out because right. uh, Antonio Giovinazzi crashes in the same exact place that he crashed in qualifying. Is it
0: the same that he... Well, he went wide... It's the same place. It's, the same it's not the part same part crash. Right. Yeah. Uh, Although he did wobble a little bit. Coming off that, <laughs> it was almost like when they showed the replay. they were like, "Oh, we crashed the same space." Oh no, we didn't. Oh, we crashed there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah. So he got caught by that little part where it goes wet and dry, which uh, which is I forget it was. It was about three years ago. There was somebody who did the exact same thing he did. um I think was it was Master or someone for like a Fiat or something. Right. Okay. And they
1: actually um, changed. They did the, that part of the track because there was
0: a bump on it.
1: Yeah, there was a yeah. bump there that kind of sent... Yeah, I think it was Kefiet into right. the wall. Yeah, he basically uh, just
0: like shunted directly Yeah, into it.
1: Yeah, and that the same thing happened to Giovinazzi yeah. there despite the track being
0: changed. So. so I guess it was the water, maybe. Maybe. S- those slippery slabbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: safety car. Safety car. No Cars go, safety through, car this. Gar- go through the pit lane. Um, and pretty much everybody else pits for intermediate tires.
0: Alonso has a drink. Uh, does he? Did you hear that? No. <laughs> team radio. They asked him to drink. Uh-huh. Yeah, his team, his engineer asked him to drink, and he said, "I don't need drinks. It takes enough concentration to keep this car on the track." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Alonso so much. <laughs> um, lap eight. Four laps later is when we restart here. In this order, Hamilton in first, followed by Ricardo in second, mm. uh, Raikkonen in third, Verstappen. In 4th place, right. up from 16th. Uh, Botas in 5th. Uh, Fettel, Alonso, Sainz, Fiat, Massa. That's mm. your top 10. Hulkenberg, unfortunately, uh, got the brunt of all that, and it's down in 16th place. Mm. Sorry, bud. Um, yes, lap 8 restart, but before it can happen... Poor Valtteri Bottas, yeah. trying to warm up his tires, Spons. just loses it. Ended like, up in twelfth, weaving think? back and forth. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. It really does, especially when like has got a one-year contract, right? Trying to make it, trying to make it work with Mercedes, trying to you yeah. know earn his stripes. That's but, a,
0: that's some, yeah, that's not exactly the most professional thing to be doing. Yeah, although you know you got to warm those tires up. It's cold out there. Right. Don't
1: get <laughs> your booties. Um, Safe all the right. Car in. Safe car in. Lap eight restart. Uh, some amazing driving by Sergio Perez. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Pass Massa, past Kvyat. I think he was up into eighth by the time that lap ended. I believe. I think,
1: yeah, he uh, Massa and Kvyat are on soft tires, and Perez is on super soft, so he can he just runs circles around him on on turn one, um, and then yeah, goes up uh, against Kvyat and gets him as well. I think there is an onboard of that move,
0: right? As well, let me... Good stuff. Uh, Kimi was having some problems around that time as well. Um, he said, I don't know what happened with my engine. I have zero torque. Uh, yeah. He was having a real problem. Verstappen got past him, and then Vettel was basically riding the back of Raikkonen at that stage, wondering if he yeah, could get Yeah, I
1: don't know what happened with my engine. I had zero torque. Yeah. Um, yeah, Verstappen, also on the super soft tires, gets mm. by Raikkonen Um as if he was standing still for third place. Yay. So after all of that, it is Hamilton, Ricardo, Verstappen, Raikkonen, Vettel uh, is your top five. Mm. And people are staying fairly close to Hamilton, yeah.
0: which was cool to see. There's 1.2 sec- between the two of them at that stage, between Ricardo and Hamilton.
1: Yeah, Ricardo sadly then, not in DRS range. Right. Uh, Verstappen, however, is within DRS range to Ricardo. Uh, and Vettel, like you said, is all over the back of Raikkonen. Um Verstappen on lap 11 does get by Ricardo at turn 6 mm. without DRS.
0: Yes, he does. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, and this says Ricardo's basically holding up Raikkonen and Vettel and this kind of lasted for a little while where the the three of them kind of uh, I guess Kimi was having trouble getting past Ricardo, uh which was then basically holding up Vettel behind him.
1: Right. Um Ricardo uh it says over the radio uh, that he's struggling with understeer.
0: Right. So this brings up like a, so. At this stage, the, the race is kind of like we're looking at it and going, okay, we're worried about Mel- we're worried about Melbourne, right? That there wasn't that much overtaking. Yeah. Uh, last year at this race, it was 128 passes, so it was like an overtake Whoa. fest, right? Most of those, the lion's share of those, were done on the DRS straight, which is like you know it's the longest straight in F1, and very advantageous place to, to overtake, right? So what was happening here was that the drivers were beginning to learn that that wasn't a gimme anymore, that DRS wasn't, even if you're within range, it was not necessarily going to give you enough tow because perhaps with the new width of these cars, with the tires, the uh, the, the air coming off the cars is just so much more that you're not you're not getting that advantage. And also the wings aren't that wide, so mm-hmm. they're not as wide as the rest of the car, so maybe the the drag you're... you're The improvement in reduction of drag that you're getting is not enough to offset it. Um, So essentially at this stage, drivers like Vettel are now realizing, oh, wait, I can't just bank on overtaking there. Because that's the thing. People wouldn't overtake before the DRS straight because what's the point? Because once the DRS straight comes up, you get re-overtaken. And I'm think i not sure if it had happened yet. I think it might have been. But Verstappen overtook somebody on turn – was it turn six or something? Yeah, it was Was Ricardo. Ricardo? Yeah. And everyone was like, that's a weird place to overtake. I mean, 6 is a good place to... Yeah, my to, commentator th- said that too. Right. It's a good place to turn in. It's like a, it's a good spot. It's one of the few spots in the track that you can overtake. But it's strange to do it because you're basically setting yourself up for DRS. But it didn't. Mm. It didn't happen. It's also riskier. It is. It's a risky spot. But it's like, it's like why would I overtake here when I'm basically just going to be overtaken again yeah. in the next spot? That been, that's what it would have been last year. 128 passes. Nobody was going to overtake on turn 6 if they could help it. So... That that was kind of like the the canary in the coal mine for this race where it was like, Oh wait, if there isn't overtaking on DRS rate, then everyone has to change their overtaking strategy. Hmm. Which might have been why we weren't getting overtakes previously. I don't know. We'll see. That's a really good point. Hmm.
1: Um couple retirements yes. soon after. Van Dorn with a fuel issue at lap nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Fiat goes off track. I don't know. Why a uh, hydraulic issue, Right, it seems, uh, on uh, 20th. Can't be helped. Lapt, lap 20. Um, yeah, and then exactly what you were talking about. Uh, Fettel finally does get by Raikkonen for fourth place on that turn six. It right. is real close, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: real close uh, for teammates as well. Yeah.
1: Um, and immediately starts uh, swarming Ricardo, yeah. who's, it, who's in third uh, there's an interesting back and forth with Hamilton, uh, and his team at this point, um, asking if, uh, Hamilton's asking if, if he, if we can go to the end on these tires. Right. Um, lap 21 of what, 56 or something. Mm. Uh, and, uh, his, 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 team basically says, well, um, we were going to ask you that. Right. Uh, and he says, uh, I think I can do it. Yeah. Which is. I, I just love this on the fly stuff. Yeah, like totally. these are we had the same like the tire compounds are named the same thing from last year, right. but the mixture is the, the 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 chemistry of them is different, mm. and their hardness is different. So people don't really we've had one race so far. People don't really know what they can do. Mm. Uh, so it is this all this wait and see stuff. That's um, it's been really cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, lap twenty two, Fettel gets a run on Ricardo and tries ah. it on the outside of turn one. Oof. Um, But but no dice, so he bides his time to that turn six where he passed Raikkonen. Even closer this time. Yeah. This time he goes to the outside, whereas last time he went to the inside. Uh, and locks up, which allows Ricardo to uh, pull back even with him mm. on the exit of that. They then go side by side for the next corner. Ex-teammates. And even touch wheels. Yeah,
0: they bump each other.
1: Uh, with a cloud of smoke before Vettel finally seals the deal for third um, with uh, the inside line position at at the next turn amazing which is, yeah just a just a great move real real overtaking mm.
0: is happening. I want to jump in with a little bit more Alonzo team radio because i don 't think you get some of this stuff okay, uh, he was in rare form this race uh, earlier on Perez he was told that Perez was faster than him, to which Alonzo replied, yes, but i 'm quicker in the corners' <laughs> which is like a nice way of saying I'm not faster on the straights. <laughs> um, uh, and then at one stage, Botas uh, passed Alonso, and Alonso called up his team and said, I think Botas has some damage in the back of his car. Just to like, you know, just let him know. <laughs> just let, let, him let know. you guys know. Yeah, just, you know, doing some doing some PSAs out here. <laughs>
1: uh, Sergio Perez getting in on the turn six action, gets by his teammate, mm. uh, Esteban O'Connor, on lap 24 for 10th place. Ooh. Um... Räikkönen is uh, also concerned about his tires. Do we really think that the tires can last until the end of the race? Because it really doesn't feel like it.
0: It's <laughs> um, the opposite problem to Hamilton. Yeah, he was demanding to get pitted for most of this race at the waist quite a while. he, he did
1: not have a, a, an easy race. No. Um. Let's see. Uh. Grosjean gets by Palmer. Oh, great overtake. For 13th, yeah. yeah. overtake at a race, maybe. Gene Haas and friends. Yeah. Unbelievable, he's up to 13th. For by the way, Grosjean's on the soft tire, Palmer's on the super soft. Right. Uh, so that was cool to see. Um, it seems like those super soft tires are wearing out. The mm. So the gap from Fettel to Hamilton, who are third place and first place at this point, is static. Yeah. But uh, Verstappen in second place is losing time. He's slipping more toward... Fettel, so mm. and he's on the super soft tires. The other two are aren't soft. Yeah, it's
0: about ten point six between them at this stage, I think. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Mm.
1: Uh, so Verstappen uh, does lose a spot to Fettel on lap twenty nine. Mm. Big lock up by Verstappen on the back hairpin. Um, just trying to keep it on the track. I, yeah, I don't think he's particularly. Yeah, I don't think he locked up on purpose necessarily, trying no. to defend from Fettel, but. Yeah. Um, he yeah he immediately dives for the pits uh,
0: and goes on to super softs again he does, comes out behind Botas just about uh, but it doesn't take long for him to get past him actually it does, it takes three laps <laughs>
1: uh, yeah that's right lap 33, Botas um, locks up a little bit on those his old soft tires and Verstappen mm. gets by at, uh, what do you know, turn, th- turn right. six
0: it's very really funny, my Verstappen notes go between VES and VER <laughs> because I keep remembering that <laughs> Mine we're, too. we're allowed to call them VER now <laughs> yeah uh. Thank you, John Eric. John Eric Merne. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, lap thirty four. Signs gets by Alonso. Yeah. This is a cool battle.
0: Fucking great! Crowd's uh, cheering, I believe, for this whole bit.
1: Yeah, and Alonso tries to take it back.
0: Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of moves here. There was <laughs> yeah the the two the one move for overtake. This they were just like like f- f- like two rivers flowing around each other. Uh-huh. It was it was pretty crazy.
1: Sadly, uh, Fernando Alonso does retire soon after. Yeah drive shaft issue. Yeah,
0: almost immediately. I wonder if it had anything to do with that. It's breaking pretty hard, but it's I guess you shame. could
1: say Alonso's really gotten the shaft this year. Oh.
0: Bam. And last year. And year before. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh,
1: lap 35, uh, Vettel Pitts goes on to the soft tire, rejoins third behind Raikkonen. Right ahead uh, of Max Verstappen, and though. ahead of Max Verstappen on those new-ish super soft tires. Mm. Um, Botas comes in lap 36. Uh, Hamilton comes in also um and rejoins in first ahead of Raikkonen. Uh, Raikkonen will likely stop, so Fettel may assume second. Mm. Um, But Fettel was about to hit traffic at that point, so uh, I don't know. Uh, Sure enough, Raikkonen did pit.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he was actually getting He was uh, Grosjean and Hulkenberg were having a great fight behind him and were actually at risk of unlapping themselves against Kimmy oh, because he was really? so slow. Yeah. Wow. They were catching up with him pretty quick, so it was a good thing he eventually But he'd been asking to pit for like twenty laps. I know. The like, poor guy, I felt like and think he was like basically the last one the pit in that cycle, so I don't know. They kind of messed him up a bit.
1: Uh lap forty one, Fettle doing speedy laps, yeah, uh, has already brought it down from twelve seconds to eight mm-hmm. to Hamilton in like what? Five laps?
0: Yeah. They were also kind of keeping Hamilton out a little bit, I think, to make sure that he got out at a good race spot. Mm-hmm. So he was losing a bit of time on his last laps, kind of. Okay. What was that? So that's what they kind of told him, because he basically was like, why, is, why did I lose a third of my lead against Vettel? And that's kind of how they softened it, at least. Okay. Um,
1: reckoning with his new tires does get by signs for fifth place with mm. DRS. Uh, Botas hunting... Uh, signs as well and does it with DRS on the back straight for sixth and is now after Raikkonen, six seconds ahead. Um, Esteban O'Khan on Massa for the last point does so on the back straight with DRS. Yes. Won't be Um, the last
0: time Massa's overtaken.
1: And then, here's what my phrase was alluding to. Lap forty-seven. Bottas's engineer comes over the radio and says, oh, yeah. uh, "Okay, we still have potential for fourth place here, Nick, uh Valtteri." <laughs> yeah. I think he straight up said all of Nico's name. Yeah, Nico yeah. um, uh, Valtteri. Valtteri. Yeah, that's sorry,
0: funny. that was pretty funny. Oh my, poor Botas. Poor if Botas. only, if only, yeah, Nico didn't spin on safety car. <sighs> He's, he, you know what? He's new to the car. It's only in his second race. Cut the man some slack. I would have loved to see Nico's reaction to that when he's like periscoping at home the <laughs> second race. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm just here periscoping with the my race, weird TV with my wife and my weird TV, my servant put on. Um, I see they just they're still talking about me in an F1. Isn't that amazing? I'm retired. Bye. <laughs>
1: Uh, lap forty nine, Magnussen on Perez. Yeah, awesome. Like, the Haas guys are passing people.
0: Totally. The this next is a good lap, race for them. I think it was the next stop. Grosjean passed Mass on turn one. I think that might have been the amazing one. Actually, the super good one. Yeah, that
1: great move around the, the outside. outside, Yeah.
0: Oh, Ballsy. So good.
1: Um, Ricardo closing on Verstappen, mm. uh, fourth place closing on third place in lap fifty. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen complaining of understeer as a result of Grosjean, who's ahead of him.
0: Yeah. Fucking hell. I don't know. This is. <sighs> This is when he starts acting his age a little bit, where it's like, mate, like you, you spent your whole race overtaking people, and now you're complaining about this gap, which, by the way, is significantly smaller than the gap behind Ricardo, who's behind you, yeah. who's trying to overtake you. So, like, why are you complaining about the car in front? Presumably the problem is compounded by the car behind you. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think it's, it's so, a l-
1: probably a little bit of... Um, trying everything. Yeah, totally. You
0: know, just throwing everything in the wall and seeing what sticks. And I wouldn't mind if he'd mentioned it once, but he literally was on the radio for like three laps. Would not show up.
1: Yeah, and his engineer was like, we're yeah, we trying told, everything we, we, we
0: can. Yeah, and he wasn't within even a second of... I mean, he, eventually it he was, and then Grosjean got Wave Blues on the start, I think, on 55 or something. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. Uh, Valiant
1: effort by Ricardo at turn six. Mm. Um, at uh, and, and the back hairpin, but um, his right. tires are... Uh, just as shot as Verstappen's, so yeah. uh, not able to do it. And then uh, race over. Lewis wins. Lewis wins.
0: Battle second. And Ricardo sort of tried to you know do a little bit of shimmying at the end, but didn't make it. Uh, Verstappen gets yes. third.
1: Indeed. Uh, and the rest of the field looks like uh, this. Daniel Ricardo in fourth. Kimi Reikin bringing home fifth, followed by Valtteri Bottas. Carlos Sainz Jr. in seventh. Kevin Magnuson in eighth. Sergio Perez in ninth. And Esteban Ocon rounding out the top 10 of points. Roman Grosjean, his normal place, 11th place. Uh, Nico Holkenberg in 12th. Julian Palmer in 13th. Felipe Massa in 14th. Marcus Erickson in 15th. Not classified were Fernando Alonso with the drive shaft if issue. Danny Confiat with hydraulic drive problems. <laughs> issue.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> the unstoppable Van Dorn with fuel pressure problems. Stoffable, it seems. Mm, stoffed by fuel. Uh, Antonio, Antonio Giovinazzi with an accident and Lance Stroll with uh, his accident on the first lap. Yeah. And there you go. Uh, driver of the day, according to F1.com slash vote, was Verstappen yeah. indeed. I mean, coming from 16th place right. to third, this guy
0: is this guy's insane. Amazing. Almost lost for being a little piss artist at the end but yeah. <laughs> whatever
1: uh points mean, Hamilton prizes. and Fettel are, right are
0: tied duh, duh, duh. Uh,
1: followed by Max Verstappen with uh 25 points to their 43 Botas is two behind with 23 Raikkonen's one behind with 22 uh followed by Ricardo Sainz Massa Perez Magnussen Kvyat and Ocon everybody else got zero Ocon on points love it Mercedes is ahead with 66, Ferrari's got 65. Mm. Uh, Red Bull has 37. Toro Rosso has 12. Force <laughs> India with 10. Williams with eight, and Haas with a respectable four points. Kevin Magnussen, nice uh, work. Out, I think he's the he is until now. Grosjean was the only Haas driver to ever score any points. Right, so scored good is, points. Uh, this is Magnussen's Magnuson's day. Nice work, K Mag. Yeah. Uh, a few after-action reports, signs on deciding to start on his SuperSoft tires, oh, yeah. said, this is from F1 Fanatic, you should have seen the faces of my engineers when I told them I was going on SuperSofts. <laughs> uh, they looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, it's a funny moment now, but when I saw everyone on inters, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was, I was maybe too risky for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, everyone knows a trier. Yes.
1: Uh, let's do a little quick news here before we jump into Bahrain what do you say
0: sounds
1: good Uh, Um, Pascal Verlein is back in according to uh, himself and Sauber
0: according to himself
1: Uh, Monisha Kaltenborn this is from Fanatic says quote what's clear is that he is our second driver and that's not going to change Mm. so sorry Giovinazzi Uh, although what if they change their first driver from Marcus oh, Ericsson to yeah. Antonio Giovinazzi, uh. I don't know. Marcus Ericsson finished this race. Antonio Giovinazzi did not. No, so. he
0: he he cost him a lot of money. In fact, by breaking two cars. Yes.
1: Um, speaking of driver changes, yeah. And Fernando Alonso. Oh yeah, he will miss this year's Monaco race to race in the Indy 500. Oh yeah, I was wondering what was going to happen because they're pretty close. It's not the same weekend, right? It is. Uh, so he's actually going to. Um be there for a little more than just a race because he's got he's never driven an Indy car before. Right. Um he will this is from BBC. He will race for the Honda Powered Andretti team on the twenty eighth of May. Wow, oh, that's cool. Uh, and the car will be will be branded a McLaren. Oh. Interesting. The, huh. Yeah, he has like full sign off from McLaren to do this. Right. I think long it's, long it's long more like long a long like, long. like, let's just keep Fernando happy. Right. Um, McLaren are yet to
0: decide who will replace
1: him in Monaco that weekend but Jensen Button is a possibility
0: oh wow fun. that would be super cool that would be a nice little mashup uh, get, get your deck chairs ready for the Indy 500
1: <laughs> Alonso has said he has held a long uh, or has long held an ambition to win the so called triple crown of yeah. Monaco the Indy 500 and Le Mans only one man has won all three in his career do you know
0: yes um, we talked about it recently didn't we
1: part of a father son duo
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck.
1: Not, a, not a
0: mountain, but a... Was it Damon Hill? No. Graham Hill. Sorry. Gra- yeah, okay. Graham In the Hill. 1960s. Yeah, uh, Alonzo
1: says, I don't know when I'm going to race at Le Mans, but one day I intend to. I'm only 35. <laughs> Damon Hill. I don't think Damon Hill ever <laughs> did Indy. Uh, I've got plenty of time for that. I've never raced an Indy car before, and neither have I driven on a super speedway, but I'm confident... Oh, wow, really? Uh, ...that I'll get to grips Jeez. with it fast. That's I'm,
0: I mean, he's super
1: European. I guess that's how European he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what ovals are. Uh, I've watched a lot of IndyCar uh, action on TV and online, and it's clear that great precision is required to race in close proximity with yeah. other cars on the far side of 220 miles an hour. Uh, I'll be flying from Indianapolis from Barcelona immediately after the Spanish Grand Prix. Barcelona. Uh, practicing our McLaren Honda Andretti car at Indy from May 15 onwards, hopefully clocking up a large number of miles every day. Excellent. Uh, and I know how good the Andretti Autosport guys are. That's cool. In so fact, that Islamic team Kobe, won right. the uh,
0: right. E500 last year Jeez. with an ex-Formula 1. Yes. Game. Oh, my God. Will it happen again? Oh, God. That would be so good. I'm Wouldn't that be this. amazing? <laughs> I'm watching this shit out of that. Yeah.
1: Um. In other course news, Malaysia yeah. 2017 uh, will be F1's last race there. Oh, really? Yep. According to Forbes.com, the contract for the race, which takes place in the Sepang district of Malaysia's capital, Kuala Lumpur, was due to expire at the end of next year. However, a statement today said that this year's Malaysian Grand Prix, which will take place on 1 October, will be the last after a, quote, decision was taken jointly by Formula One and the Sepang International Circuit.
0: Jeez. This is... are dropping the like flies. I mean, yeah, half of Herman Tilke's like circuits that he designed in the past decade are now not fucking on the calendar. That's crazy. Well, Chase Carey
1: did meet, according to F1 fanatic, with Turkish President right. Erdogan or Erdogan. <laughs> Erdogan, yeah. Uh, so maybe Turkish president's GP dictator. But yeah,
0: tomato, tomato. Yeah, I guess. So maybe Turkish GP coming soon. I mean, there was a Turkish GP. That is one of the Herman Tilke ones that has been scrapped. So, Yeah,
1: Hamilton ever, was not a fan. Uh, quote, we used to go to Turkey and there would be 4,000 people there. Right. I don't know if there is less of a love there or it's too ex- expensive for those people, but I think we need to be in places where there are
0: actual fans that want to have a race. I mean, in uh, terms of political hotspots, I cannot imagine. Like, Istanbul, even then, like... You should get Gurkhan to talk about this shit. Yeah. Yeah, about Erdogan and, and what how that ch- city has changed in the past couple of years. But I guess Constantinople, no stranger to, to, to political strife. That's true. Apparently. That is insane. So, like, Istanbul, Sepang, Korea, and the Indian one are all telco ones that we don't use anymore then. Because hmm. uh, we haven't used Korea since. <laughs> Korea is, like, one of the famous, like... They built this massive circuit. Now it's only used for like local races circuits. <laughs> like uh, they they got out of there, like, I forget like two thousand and nine maybe or something. And then, um, uh, the Indian Grand Prix ran for like I think it was up until twenty eleven maybe, yeah. okay. and they haven't gone there either. That's nuts. Um, In
1: other other circuit news, <laughs> right? It is now legally possible for a Grand Prix to happen on the streets of England. On this? Oh, really? Yes. So they
0: they've signed off on.
1: Yes, thanks to Nick Bell on Twitter for linking us to a picture uh, the Daily Mail had detailing a proposed 2012 London street race, which I will link yes. in the show notes, that shows uh, a potential track going around St. James Park and Green Park past mm. Buckingham Palace, Trafalgar Square, the London Eye, and the Palace of Westminster, which would be
0: awesome. It would be cool. Very uh, angular, those, those streets. i have run yes. up and down them during 10Ks. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're also like post-Brexit England, so it makes it considerably more complicated, I imagine. Um, Fucking Brexit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Jesus, what a fucking disaster. Anyway. um, Yeah, it'd be like a Formula E race. Right. By the way, did you watch that Formula I E race? Did. People kept telling me oh that, to my watch God. it, so I did. I watched it. So good. It was great. So good. Mexican Grand Prix. You should go watch it.
1: I will. I will link that in the show notes as yeah. well. You, should watch, so you should watch. You should watch qualifying if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it because oh, qualifying wow, is great. Oh really? Uh, the the track at uh, Hermanos Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> um, little dusty. Okay. Apparently. Right. So the qualifying sessions, the uh, fastest people from, I think this is how it works, the fastest people from practice go first. Yes. So you get like your main stars going out first and cleaning the track for everybody else right. and setting bad lap times. Oh my God. So it totally scrambled the field for That's the right. Start. That's great. Yeah. So that just led to a fantastic race with pretty much every occurrence <laughs> happening.
0: It was pretty funny. Enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for giving me a heads up about that actually. It was it was fun to watch.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um all right well shall we let's talk about the next race bahrain
0: everyone's favorite persian monarchy but no it's not it's nobody's probably (laughs) actually now like give it a half a second thought uh yeah bahrain old hat now at a time it was the first grand prix ever held in the middle east that was a good 12 years ago now um they actually almost didn't run that grand prix because they had trouble finishing the track but bernie eccleston was like fuck no you're doing this (laughs) uh so they they get out there with hair dryers <laughs> right so the the they had the the circuit finished itself but the the sort of surrounding buildings and whatnot were a little bit unfinished for the first year mm-hmm. um but yeah crazy to think that's as far ago as 2004 now um Yeah, there's been a a couple of uh, interesting sort of changes and modifications done to it over the years for various reasons. Uh, The 2011 Grand Prix uh, was cancelled due to the, you may remember, the Bahraini protests, the Saudi tanks going across the bridge. Um, That'll do it. Uh, yeah, it was It was Hale and Mark Webber were basically said they wouldn't race, and then a bunch of other people sort of said they wouldn't as well, so they canceled it. Um, almost the next year as well, actually. Kind of crazy that it takes the drivers do right. something for that to happen. Yeah, totally. I wonder if that's a case of of, like, the teams also saying it, but, like, it makes it's more impactful if the drivers do, mm, or okay. uh, or if they went out of their away. I mean, Mark Webber don't give a shit, so that's, <laughs> that that's is very true. Uh, 2014, they did the night race. It was the second time, uh, second circuit ever to do it, uh, um, after uh, um, uh, the uh, sorry, uh, after the Marina Bay Circuit, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it was fun. It was really good. It was a uh, it, it was an interesting race. Uh, they they changed the circuit. I remember one year as well um, to I think it was in twenty. 2010, uh, where they did the endurance circuit. I think that was for like a, some sort of Bahraini like Jubilee or something like that, mm. um, which uh, which made it uh, a little bit longer. Uh, the circuit's got like six different configurations. There's an oval in there for drag racing, uh, they have the Grand Prix circuit, which we're used to, the endurance circuit, which is basically most of the track, if not all of it. Uh, there's like an outer ring which goes around the outside there's an inner ring as well and then there's a smaller sort of paddock track as well which is used for smaller races Um, which you tend to get in all of these modern you know circuits because they're multi-purpose yeah for sure Um, this is one of the Tilka tilka Drones as we call them Uh, one of Herman Tilka's uh, many many uh, uh, circuits. In fact, for this, I actually wrote down some of the ones that he has designed, just so we could sort of check them off the list. Like I said, the the Buddha International Circuit in India, the Korea International Circuit, uh, and Istanbul, which are all sort of shelved at the moment. they seem soon to be shelved, apparently. Sepang International Circuit. Um, the Bahraini Circuit, we're talking about now. Shanghai, which we just enjoyed. Uh, the Valencia Street Circuit. Marina Bay Street Circuit. Uh, Yas Marina, Circuit of the Americas, and also Sochi. All <laughs> designed by Hermit Looker. Um, I
1: really like the asphalt and <laughs> right? the he, cars that drive over it.
0: He really likes uh runoff area, which is one of the things people have criticized him for and they don't is, like walls. <laughs> there's you're sounding like runner herzog and it's freaking me out. <laughs> I don't like walls. Um Does the car make li- you happy? <laughs> I prefer caves. Um the uh, uh, Sorry, the Bahraini circuit has the largest runoff areas uh, in the world, I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, but it has a good reason. It's quite sandy, and they basically are used to accumulate most of the sand and stop <laughs> it from getting on the track. Um, Bahrain, like most of the uh, states on, on the Persian Gulf, the Emirates and whatnot, is, uh, is a teetotal, as it were. So the champagne is rosewater. Uh, oh. instead of uh instead of the uh so you know, even our even our under eighteen friends don't have to worry about it this time. <laughs> Are there um, any left? Stroll. Uh I guess yeah. he's he's yeah, he's the youngest. He's, see. poor guy. <laughs> poor lad. Um He's eighteen. He's eighteen, yeah, he's the youngest now, so technically he would be able to in Europe, but not in America. Can I? Um I don't know. I don't know. Why would you ask me that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, and my last point on this is that the first corner, uh, as this um, the circuit was was helped by uh, designed by Mr. Michael Schumacher. Oh, really? Um, they named this first. What turn do after. you think,
1: Michael? Do we need a turn here? <laughs>
0: That's pretty good, Werner <laughs> Herzog. Uh, yeah, so they, they named the turn after him uh, um, after his, to both commemorate his his amazing career, uh, his seven world championships, and also. Uh, uh, as, a, I think, a nice note considering it had happened right after he, he um, had his tragic uh, skiing accident um, a number of years ago. Uh, and since we were talking about him, I thought that might be a good opportunity to talk about Michael Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, because people may not know him, or if you started listening to this podcast, you would have seen his his sort of little uh, return to Mercedes uh, for the last couple of seasons um, before his second retirement, and maybe you did not know about his heyday, so yeah. I decided to... to to do uh, to do a little bit, bit on Schumi. Also, it, what, if you are
1: going to watch any F one, you will hear the word Schumacher for sure he and is, see his name upon like here is the fastest right. person that went around this track ever.
0: He's kind of like the Michael Jordan of F one. Yeah, the Wayne Gretzky, the, the, the Babe Ruth. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not. as that nice. Of him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, he. You know, he's he's one of these dudes who just everyone else has basically been trying to smash the records that he set um, during his time in F one. Uh, yeah, the, the, shall I jump in? Do it. I, I tried to be. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one. You could talk about my. I mean, you could. You know, you could talk. you could There have been probably dozens of books written about Michael sure. Schumacher and his amazing career in his life. Uh, so this is not exhaustive, but I tried to get at least everything for every season that he was basically the A and F one. Cool. Um, so he's a seven-time world champion. Uh, he owns that's uh, a lot of championships that is a lot of championships uh, he has the race uh, he has the award for the most championships race victories fastest laps pole positions and races won in a single season jeez sorry uh, the, the most championships slash race victories fast lap. Um that was uh, a 13 uh, races won in a single season in 2004 um uh, Vettel actually matched that nine years later, uh, but you, whenever you talk about comparing the two, you also have to remember that there was far less races um, back mm-hmm. then. Now we've got we've got basically twenty uh, races in the yep. season. Um, he became the only driver in F one history to finish in the top three in every race of every season. Uh, uh, sorry, every race of a season that year and also broke the record for the most consecutive uh, podium finishes. Uh, That will not be the only uh, statistics about his records we talk about today. Uh, He was born the 3rd of January 1969. He's currently 48 years old. Uh, in Huth, in West Germany, it's a little city uh, outside of Cologne. Uh, it's about 60,000 people. It's actually not even a city. It's, it's kind of 13 smaller cities uh, that are all connected via lakes and forests. Oh. So it kind of sounds like Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and they, they sort of created a little sort of... Parts of Germany look like that. I know. It's, God, it's God, gorgeous. I'd love to go back down to... to uh, I went to Fusen. The Schloss was a nuvenstein the one on the, the oh. bottom of the Romantic Road. Is uh, that uh, is that the one? in... That's the Disney Castle. Oh, the Disney Castle. The one okay. where they like, held all the, the Nazis kept all the paintings. World okay. War II. Yeah, uh, they don't put that on the on the <laughs> booklet. Uh, he started out in karting in Germany. Obviously, he won the championship in Formula Formula Koenig. So Koenig apparently ran their own little um, German. That's a well, that's a car manufacturer. Are they the Koenigsegg people? I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, And he also won a championship in Formula 3 before joining Mercedes. Sorry, uh, he also joined Mercedes in the World Sports Car Championship. And then he got his sort of Mercedes-funded break in F1 where he drove for um, Jordan uh, for a race in 1991. And then basically Benetton picked him up from that. So he raced the rest of the season with Benetton, about five or six uh, uh, races. And then he had his first ever season in 1992 with Benetton. Uh, where he finished 3rd uh, and then he finished 4th in 1993. Uh the following season though, uh he won the championship over uh Damon Hill. Uh, and it was it was maybe it was one of two very controversial uh wins that he that he that he achieved uh in that this was one of two times that he crashed into the other driver to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> um so he, he won, uh, he basically um, won the. Sorry, I'm going to make, it, make sure, sure that's 1994. I'm pretty sure it is. He became the first driver, a uh, German driver, to win the championship as well. Um, but yeah, he, he won by a point over Damon Hill. Let me actually double check this because okay. I, I always forget which year that is, whether it was the 94 or 95 when he won that championship.
1: I mean, there's, there's precedent for those kinds of moves, especially yeah. if you've
0: seen Senna. It was, it was. It was ninety four. So it, it, it's a famous... You, I think it might be on the intro to the Sky Sports thing. It's it's the one where basically Damon Hill tried to go down the inside in Adelaide. So it's kind of a street-y circuit thing. It's got like, you know, not, not any wrong... Adelaide. Off, uh, Adelaide. And Schumacher basically shunted him. Schumacher almost did like went 90 degrees in the air when he did it. Oh, um, and busted his car, went into the wall, and then Hill tried to continue. But uh, he broke some sort of assembly on the front wing and, and couldn't. So hmm. um, he ended up doing that. Uh, sorry, yeah, that was 94. Uh, 95, he actually won by a stretch. He won by 33 points. Yikes. Um, his second championship, uh, which was pretty impressive. Uh, then he moved to Ferrari in 1996. Uh, and actually took a bit of a while for him to get back in the swing of things. It was a pretty competitive era back then. Uh, he became third in 96 behind Damon Hill and Jacques Villeneuve. Um, the Williams were having a pretty good uh, car uh, around that era. Um. In 1997, he I think he technically had the second amount of points, but I believe they disqualified him that year um, as he sort of intentionally ran into uh, Jacques Villeneuve in Hereth to try and uh, um, basic to try and overtake him uh, in the uh, Villeneuve ended up winning the, the season. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so again, intentionally tried to basically ram into somebody. To mm. they, that's what they said anyway. That he Villeneuve closed the door. There's like a double move, if I remember correctly. You can see Schumacher close in on him, so he does it and then straightens up and then goes, "Oh fuck it!" and just drives into his wheel. <laughs> um, and he beached himself on the on the gravel. And uh, I believe Villeneuve finished the race anyway and would have and won the championship anyway. And then they DQ'd him. Um, he also had to do like a bunch of stuff like... He, Community service. Basically, yeah. He, he <laughs> The FIA ran a, a European like road safety thing. Oh, wow. And yeah, they, they signed him up to, to do that. Um, and I remember years later reading that he continued actually to do a lot of that stuff even afterwards. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we'll get to his charitable sort of things um in, in a little bit. Uh, 1998 he lost Mika Hakkinen again in Japan um the the last race he actually stalled on the grid and then uh, Hakkinen won. I think Hakkinen won the race um uh, and he, so he lost that on point. Uh, he broke his leg in '99, though. Uh, he was battling for the championship that year as well. He had a pretty bad crash in Silverstone. Uh, basically went straight off after one of the straights went straight into the wall. Uh, broke his leg. Did return to do the last couple of races that season. Um, but uh, never, never caught up. Hmm. Uh, uh, and then he eventually uh, did beat uh, Hakkinen in Japan to win to win a, a championship. Two years later, um, uh, that year he also broke Senna's record of wins. I think it was in Italy. Um, and there's a famous like him on the podium crying when he he won his. I think it would have been forty two, forty second race. Okay,
1: four. Uh,
0: forty How many did Senna? Because
1: I, I, I thought Hamilton. Uh, oh right, forty four was a big deal because he's Sana. number forty four.
0: Right, yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so that was, and um, it wouldn't be the the last record he'd break. In in two thousand and one, uh, he, I mean, he, beat, I think he he beat Mika Hakkinen by. Um, Mika Hakkinen was Kimi Raikkonen before Kimi Raikkonen, by the way. That's okay. the easiest way to remember <laughs> I've seen him around. They're they're similar, <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Right, uh, Hakkinen. I uh, had a pretty bad crash as well. He was the guy who the doctor basically saved his life on the track. Whoa, uh, yeah, he had a pretty bad crash in. I, was it Hungary? I think, um, yeah, Hackney was a was a pretty prolific driver. Uh, yeah, but the next year uh, Schumacher killed it. He was fifty eight points ahead of Damon Coulthard. Jeez. Totally destroyed um, them. Uh, beat that year, he actually beat uh, Alan Prost record of fifty two wins, which I believe was the highest amount of wins ever at that stage. Um, he also became the first uh, and only uh, one of the first and only uh, drivers in a, a set of brothers to get a to get a one two. Uh, In Canada, he came second behind his brother Ralph Schumacher, who, of course, uh, drove for a number of teams um, during his time in F1. That's Uh, awesome. That's pretty cool. Probably won't be beaten, at least not for a while, not for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't imagine. Uh, he won again the championship in 2002. That would be his fifth, I believe. Uh, this year was a funny one. Again, he sort of totally crushed everyone. Uh, I mean, the Ferraris crushed everyone that year. Uh, Rubens Barkello's teammate came second. Uh, this was when the team orders stuff started coming into the conversation. Team orders was always part of F1, but it was never used so blatantly as it was in Austria that year, where Rubens Barrichello parked his car on the strife finish straight and let Schumacher overtake for the win. Wow. Um, which was pretty crazy. Uh, that was, uh, um, yeah, so uh, the, he also returned the favorite, though, that year, I believe, with uh, the race in, in the US where Schumacher slowed down to let Barrichello drive like alongside him so they could parade over the line, um, but accidentally actually let him overtake <laughs> for the win, <laughs> um, which was, yeah, maybe not ideal. Uh, Schumacher won uh, his uh, title with. Uh, six races remaining which is the earliest point in any season wow yeah which is again saying something because that was 2002 and there wasn't as many races uh, so there's an easier way to do it now um, uh, and he got 11 wins that year which was a record uh, and won by 67 point stretch which is pretty impressive jeez uh, 2003 he won again so he won five in a row, basically, in this era, 2000 to 2004, wow. uh, which is the the Schumacher era that everyone sort of talked about. Um, he broke uh, uh, Fangio's record of five titles. Uh, it was a closer fight, though. He bet Kimi Raikkonen in the final race. Uh, all he had to do, Kimi had to win the race and, Schum- uh, and hope Schumi didn't get any points. And uh, Schumacher, I think, only had to come eighth or something mm-hmm. uh, to get the points required, and he did. Uh, he, became, he came eighth and won by two points. Wow. Um, so a little bit more. You know, didn't try and crash into somebody that year to do it. Uh, and then in 2004, he won his seventh and final title. Um, won a record of 12 of the first 13 races of the season. Uh, a record he still holds. Um, uh, and ended up winning at, uh, I think, 34 points ahead of Rubens Barkello. Uh, in terms of other, uh, I wanted to do a sort of an update on some of his Awards because they've changed. Okay. Uh, in fact, Rubens Barrichello is the one who sort of took over a lot of his awards. Um you remember Rubens? He was racing when you started watching F one. I think uh,
1: I don't remember him, but I know the name.
0: Brazilian driver. Uh, yeah, good friends of us. He was the. He crashed on the the. Im Imola as well before. He had that really bad crash before Senna. Um, Senna was like his idol and whatnot. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, so, total amount of entries into a race. Ruben Braz- Ruben- Rubens Sparkello has the top with 326. Schumi is second with 308, uh, which is the exact same amount that Jensen Button had. So, wow. Button, reti- if Button races in Monaco, like you said, he'll push uh, Schumacher down to third. Wow. Um, total starts. Sparkello 322. Schumacher, 306. Uh, so pretty high up. Uh total wins. Uh Lewis Hamilton has 190 entries and 54 wins. And uh, Michael Schumacher has 208 entries and 91 wins. Jeez. So uh, Hamilton's got a ways to go if he wants to if he wants to beat that. Schumacher's ratio is better. His percentage is better as well. He's basically got 30% of his races he entered he, went, and he won. He won. Hamilton's got a 28 and a half. Uh, so they're pretty they're in good company. Boy. Um Yeah, uh, most wins in a season uh, is a tie between Schumacher and Vettel uh, at uh, 13 wins. Uh, Vettel having one extra entry that year. Do you know what year? Yes, Schumacher was 2004, that was, I believe. And uh, Vettel was 2013. Okay. Um, And then most wins in a season, the next... uh, is actually held second place or third place as it were is held by again schumacher vettel and hamilton uh, who all got 11 victories um in their in their respective years but hamilton uh, i guess had a lot more races to go by that year or that time and so did vettel actually um highest percentage of wins in a season 2004 he won 72 percent of the races he was in uh, albert alberto ascari actually uh, has the the win on that because they only had eight races in the 1952 season and he won six of them (laughs) oh wow so he essentially got that one uh most consecutive wins uh from the first race in the season schumacher has got five matched with nigel mansell um i think that might be uh youngest winners he's number 10 23 years old 240 days okay uh underneath him is uh, Zaki Ickx, Ik- Ik- I actually don't know who that is. Hmm. He's a he raced in the sixties. Um, Robert Kubica, everyone's favorite Pole, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, Hamilton, Bruce McLaren, uh, Troy Ruttman, and Fernando Alonso. All twenty two. Then Sebastian Vettel who was twenty one, and then Max Verstappen who was eighteen. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I think that's Verstappen be
0: tough to beat. Yeah, I think he's got
1: that one locked in. Uh, the the most wins in a season. Um that uh, Fettel and uh, Schumacher are tied for. Fettel had one more race to do it in.
0: Right. It was 19 as opposed to uh, 18. Amazing. Um, Schumacher got total pole positions. He has uh, the 68 poles. Aaron Senna 65. uh, Lewis Hamilton 63. So we'll probably see him overtake him on that one uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, yeah, and I could probably keep going on and on and on, so I probably won't. Uh, let's jump into a little bit about his personal life, I guess. Okay. Uh, he earned a lot of money. Like I said, he was the, the sort of Michael Jordan of uh, of uh, race car drivers. Uh, in 2004, For- Forbes listed him as the second highest-paid athlete in the world. Whoa! Um, a lot of people reckon he's the first billionaire athlete. Uh, wow. He got paid a lot for racing, but most of this was very high brand-like advertising. Um, uh, he also did a lot of media stuff after he retired. Uh, he famously was on Top Gear, you might remember, back in 09, where he pretended he was the Stig. Um, <laughs> that was later sort of scuppered by Clarkson, uh, but you know it was just a little joke, but some people took it seriously. Um He's done a lot of charity work. They reckon he's given over $50 million in charity over the years. Uh, special ambassador to UNESCO. He's donated one, one $1.5 to them. Um, also contributed to a lot of stuff, including building a school in Dakar, a hospital in Sarajevo, and a homeless children's center in Lima, which is it's fucking tragic. That even needs to be made. Wow. Yeah. Um, himself and his wife, uh, Karina, have two children. Um, he has uh, a racing family and his brother Ralph who we mentioned earlier uh, and then Sebastian Stahl who uh, was a, is another racer uh, is his stepbrother um, uh, but he I don't think ever was in F1 um, and his son
1: is racing now
0: right? right yeah, yeah yeah, I've not kept up on that but it, yeah you, you did a news piece last year about him yeah so um, doing something um, I'm forgetting his name what's his name? Schumacher I think oh <laughs> sorry um he, uh, in his while you're looking... Mick. That, uh, Mick? Yes. Mick Schumacher? Yep. Mick Schumacher. Apple doesn't fall too far from the name tree, I guess. Uh, in his spare time, at least prior to his accident, uh, he enjoyed uh, playing soccer. He was often doing a lot of uh, football little tournaments with the F1 drivers. Um, plays for his local team as well. Uh, he liked to ride horses, ski, uh, do all that sort of stuff. Um, so he was always active and always kind of hurting himself as well. In fact, he almost replaced Massa in 2009 after Massa had the uh, very, you know, the, the accident with the the bolt piece of assembly Ooh, hit yeah. him in the head. Um, uh, he almost did, but he actually had a neck injury at the time and, and couldn't fill in, unfortunately. Uh, but he did return. He returned at age 41 back in 2010 uh, to drive for Mercedes for three years. Um, maybe the wrong three years with Mercedes, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, they likened us to uh, to you know the return of hill and, and, and other drivers uh, um, one Manuel faggio as well of course uh, who famously won his his last championship um, at age 46 uh, so that's that's pretty much longer so uh, i guess Shumi raced up until he was 44 then 2010 he came 9th 2011 he came 8th and in 2012 he came uh, 13th um uh, yeah, I had a sort of an
1: Much interesting. Much like Michael Jordan's return right, to basketball.
0: a baseball. Uh, um, Mick
1: Schumacher, by the way, is uh, competing in the FIA Formula 3 European Championship this year, which starts this weekend. Rising.
0: Right. There you go. It's all happening. Um, yeah, he's uh, he had an interesting return. I mean, there were some times where he seemed to be a little bit off the pace. He had. You know, he famously crashed twice at the same, that same corner both years in, I want to say, that was Yas Marina, wasn't it? No, not Yas Marina, sorry, Marina Bay um, on that little sort of tight right-hander. Uh, in fact, he almost put Barrichello into the wall in 2010 in Hungary. Um, hmm. uh, so he just, I don't know, there's something about it. He, he was kind of, a, he always had like a little bit of a anger to him you could tell which you it wasn't for some of the maybe not anger is not the right way to say it but he was always uh fiercely competitive and sort of some people thought he was a little bit too dangerous i mean maybe that's how you win 7 championships is that you just you drive hard hmm. um but yeah there were some uh, there were some people who thought he was a little bit too much but it was also a good trait to have because people the same way senna people didn't try Stuff with Santa because then we wouldn't leave the gap and, and Schumacher was definitely in the same sort of uh, headspace I guess um, same sort of uh, person personality um, and then of course in December of 2013 he he injured himself uh, skiing with his son in fact and has has been in I guess he's now privately recuperating nobody sort of knows the state of of, of how he's doing but I mean, it's been uh, that way for a
1: while though yeah
0: a long time so um, probably not, probably not great but. Uh, his legacy lives on. Um, uh, he is, you know, one of the most, pro- you know, prolific race drivers in the in the modern era. Certainly, you can liken him to. A, I think Vettel is probably the closest thing you could see in terms of winning consecutive championships. Um, uh, although Lewis Hamilton, as well, of course, um, in that conversation as well. Um, and the final point on that is that my sister's old cat uh, is named after him. Really? Yeah, shoo me. Oh, yeah. Everyone used to think it was like kick me, like shoo me. Oh, yeah. Which was weird. I mean, people who didn't know F1 thought that's what it was. They called him shoo me because when they got him as a kitten, he would like run as fast as he could and then he'd try and like take a corner, but it was on wood floors and he'd like end up drifting (laughs) around the corner. So they were like, oh, my sister who's who got me into F1 in the the first place when I was a kid. She used to love watching it. Uh, Yeah. So that's great. She she called him shoo me.
1: Wow. Awesome.
0: He's not around anymore. (laughs) <laughs> you don't, oh, the cat. You, you don't want to know. Okay. You All don't right. want to know. Okay.
1: Uh, well, thanks, Danny. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so which corner is it at Bahrain? First one. First one? Yeah. All right. Turn one. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't say much about the circuit in Bahrain. It's got a bunch of straights. Okay, cool. Turns. That's pretty much it. Also, it'll
1: be pretty warm this weekend. Qualifying will be around Oof. 91 degrees Fahrenheit. Shit. Or, well, can 30. I guess? Can I guess? All right. 33. 33. All right. <laughs> uh, with clear skies and medium wind at about 10 miles an hour. Uh, race day looks to be overcast, so Ooh. it will be a little cooler. Um, this race, I think, is also in the evening. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be a little cooler around 80 degrees Fahrenheit or 27. Okay. Celsius. I would think about it. Uh, stronger winds at 16 miles an hour. The tires will be super soft, soft, and medium. Those are the prescribed <laughs> contents. Yes. <laughs> Uh, compounds, rather. Um, let's take it around the world, Danny.
0: Race around the world.
1: <laughs> As previously <laughs> mentioned, <laughs> European Formula 3 is at Silverstone, which is next to the Northamptonshire villages of Silverstone and Whittlebury <laughs> in the UK. Uh, Formula 2 will be yes. supporting Bahrain. Formula 2. Formula what 2 is no G- longer GP2. Shit. Yeah. Um, Shit. Their inaugural round will be uh, held this weekend alongside Formula One. Um, There's a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. Mm. Uh, NBCSN had it last year. Cannot confirm if they have it again this year, but I I think you were able to watch GP2 on the NBCSN app. Cool. Uh, Special thanks to Alter Alias on the Cloth Map Discord uh, for linking to an excellent uh, subreddit primer. Um, on Formula 2, which I will link in the show notes at f1.cool. Uh, there's, so there's two races. There's one on Saturday and mm-hmm. one on Sunday with a reversed grid.
0: Oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's fucking cool, actually. I know. I'm into that. All right. So wow. I, I, I'm going to try Gosh. to check that out. That first lap's going to be a real clusterfuck. <laughs> wow. Slowest car at the front. That's insane. Yeah. That's almost like a safety concern. I know. Go for it. Uh <laughs>
1: I think that all the car bodies are the same? Right. So the um, so the
0: delta's between them aren't so so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I know much about you. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh the British Touring Car Championship is at Donington Park. Uh, it's yes, Donington. A wonderful park.
0: I used to drive us in touring cars quite often. <laughs> uh Leicestershire? Yeah. Very good. England? It's not Lightchester or whatever. <laughs> L- you, L- you say, yeah.
1: Uh, in the United Kingdom. Best the shit. And uh, the WEC, the World Endurance Championship, will also be at Silverstone, Sturg- Silverstone uh, Circuit.
0: Silverstone.
1: That's uh, a lot of Britain going on in uh, the weekend of racing. But, Danny, Formula One uh, starts uh, uh, Free Practice 1 Friday, April 14th at 4 a.m. Pacific time. You can wow. watch that on the NBC Sports Network app. Uh, Friday uh, at 8 a.m. Mm. is Free Practice 2. That Ooh. will be airing on CBS Sports, or I'm sorry, NBC Sports Network, before <laughs> you slip. slip. Uh, Free Packers 3, Saturday, April 15th at 5 a.m. on the NBC Sports Network app. Qualifying the same day, 8 a.m. on NBC Sports Network. And finally, the race, Danny, da, da, da. Sunday, Sunday, April 16th at 8 a.m. on CNBC.
0: Okay. Warning, <laughs> CNBC. Children's NBC. That's right. Watch it now. For children. What was that? What time? 8 o'clock? It is 8 a.m. Pacific. Pacific time. What time is that? Tahiti time. (laughs) Pacific time. Oh. (laughs) Am I going to have to
1: call Dave Lang?
0: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm off on my honeymoon. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we booked it a year ago, um, and it just kind of caught up on us. (laughs) So it's like, oh shit, we're going. All right. Wow. Yeah, so. Tahiti, that sounds great. I know. It's really, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like definitely the. The nicest place I've ever gone, it looks like. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean you gotta do it for a honeymoon, right? Yeah. You gotta do it, You do, so. it's legal. It is that's what they tell you. Yeah. You need to. Um so we we had our wedding on a on a rather wet island, so we decided <laughs> go to cover honeymoon on a different reverse the grid. Although it looks like it's gonna rain while we're there, but it's gonna be like hot rain. Yeah. Yeah. I so it's like rain. just being in a fucking hot shower like for two weeks, I guess. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to see. I, so, yeah, sorry. I don't know. I don't know what the state of Internet is there. I also don't necessarily want to Dude, spend a lot of my honeymoon yeah, time don't even. One. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Yeah, so. Um, so sorry, everyone else, for, for d- jumping out again. No,
1: man. Get some. Get some tea. I will. I'll
0: come uh, back this, Like a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> just to match the color of your shirt. Exactly. Um, all
1: right. Uh, just time for uh, one quick email here. Ooh, uh, quick email. From Devin in... Here we go. Here we go. Nanaimo. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to go for an English town, but uh, that's not an English town. It's
1: name. in British Columbia. Oh, very good. In Canada. <laughs> Uh, he went to the Chinese Grand Prix <gasps> and says, hey, what? guys, Oh my gosh. I went to the Chinese Grand Prix last Jeez. weekend in Shanghai, and I just wanted to point out a few things about my experience and some notes for anyone who is thinking of going to the Chinese GP in the future. Sure. There was a crazy amount of security both at the entrance and just in general. Right. You get your bag scanned, you, uh, but you also have to get a quick pat down when you enter after right. going through a metal detector. That's called communism. Not only is there a considerable amount of security slash police, but there are a ton of dudes marching around in military uniforms that's called communism A one military guy <laughs> sitting at the end of my row sat with his back up straight for the majority of the race which looked pretty uncomfortable maybe he just has great posture <laughs> Uh, tons of foreigners there. A large. Such the two of us slouching <laughs> over our laptops right now. <laughs> tons of foreigners there. A large minority of the people attending did not appear to be Chinese, which I guess makes sense. As an aside, from the cost of a visa, tickets for the GP and hotels in Shanghai are significantly cheaper than the other GPs I've attended. Ah. Uh, others being uh, Canada, USA, and Japan last year. Ooh. Wow, awesome. Uh, Kimmy seemed to be the fan favorite as well as <laughs> Hamilton, Ricardo. There were a
0: lot. I saw a lot of Finnish flags. flags. It's so weird. I don't get it. I don't um, get it. Is he secretly doing, like, just hundreds of commercials in Asia? Maybe. Because, like, wherever he goes in Asia, they fucking adore him. Yeah. It's amazing. Selling, like, whiskey and stuff, like, Austin <laughs> translation style. <Right. laughs> uh,
1: ha- as well as uh, Hamilton, Ricardo, Massa, and Fettel all appearing to have a ton of support from the Chinese fans. Uh, thanks for getting me into the sport. It was fun hanging out with y'all in
0: Austin. Keep Wait, we up. got him into the sport, and he's been to four Grand Prix. I know.
1: I'm jealous. Wow. Keep amazing. up the great right work. Fair Thank play, you, mate. Devin. Fair play with Devin. And thanks also for the uh, picture of the ping pong, which I will uh, link in the show notes great as well. Stuff.
0: I saw you, there was a picture of somebody holding a cloth map logo somewhere. Yeah. Where was that?
1: Uh, that was at Long Beach. Uh, oh, thanks to uh, LB on Twitter for sending me that fantastic shot of herself standing next to some IndyCars. That's great. With holding the cloth map <laughs> logo. <laughs> it's such a great <laughs> picture. I'll link that too. That's amazing. Uh, we are on Twitter. Follow at ShiftF1Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. Uh, thanks to, um, also, uh,
0: let's see here. I just thanks to everyone. Caleb, You're all great. I mean, yes. Fucking.
1: Caleb L. Cool. For writing in and saying, uh, hey, you should make your links open up in another tab, not, uh. Oh, on the page, <laughs> He's he like watching it the and then, then he clicks it and then yeah. it goes away. That'll so happen. yeah, I, I went and changed all the links to... Um, underscore blank. Underscore blank. Uh, except for um, links that go to other pages on F1.cool, which, right. is which is all good. AP style, right? This is
0: all about the technical problems. <laughs> I'm so sorry the email still isn't fixed. F1.cool forward slash contact. E- Where's those emails? Emails it? is it? Yeah. F1.cool slash emails. I should do it F1.cool slash F1 dot dot cool <laughs>
1: no <just> god <laughs> it's so
0: confusing i'll try and fix the email before i go if i don't just use that forum it'll go to Drew's inbox
1: yes yeah. uh i am at drew scanlon i'm at danny o dwyer yes uh as always you can find our show notes at f1.cool we've got an rss feed um that you can uh find out about at f1.cool sure slash subscribe i think that's where all that uh Um, Sign up information is we're on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, Thank you very much, Danny. Thank you, Drew. Um, And uh, I will uh, see you soon um, and have uh, a good time on there. I will.
0: Thanks so much. I'll Um, see you on the other side.
1: Meow.